Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Speaking here inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour with one of the best that I ever am blessed to have on this show over the last 15 years, and that is Mr. Mike Safka, Hall of Fame, FantasyFootball.com. I consider him a friend. He's a good person and a hardworking gentleman, and also when it comes to fantasy football, the man knows his stuff, and, and when it comes to sports in general, always good to talk to. So keeps me on my toes as a co-host and is always a friend when you need him. Mike Sofka is here with us today to discuss the postseason NFC and AFC divisional round games. We're going to start with Indy at KC, Dallas at Los Angeles Rams, then we'll flip over to the Chargers at the Patriots and the Eagles at the Saints get you ready for fantasy and reality. So, Mike, first and foremost, Colts at the Chiefs. What do you have for this one? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. You know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be like in the, in the 30s, um, which I know is not cold for you. But, you know, it's going to be cold for some Colts that are used to playing indoors that, you know, I know they get snow and weather in, Indi- in, you know, in Indiana, but at the same time, you're in somebody else's backyard. It's very cold out. And that somebody else has a high-octane offense. Now, that's not going to take away from what you've been doing. And Andrew Luck, Marlon Mack, these guys have been on fire. And it's been thanks to that cohesiveness of the offensive mind, in my opinion. They work well together as a unit. Maybe not one guy is that one guy that you say, oh, this is the reason why they're winning. But together as a unit, they're playing really well. And that's what you need. You need to keep the quarterback upright and give him the opportunity to make those big pass plays to, to a guy like T.Y. Hilton. you got to be able to run block as well and control the clock and control the game. That's how the Ravens had a lot of success and almost beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Unfortunately, I don't think the Colts have that power with a Marlon Mack to be able to control the clock. Marlon Mack playing much better and the Colts offense as a unit playing much better. You know, you look at a guy like Eric Ebron as well. You know, Detroit's got to be kicking themselves. Here's a guy in Eric Ebron. Looks like a Pro Bowl caliber player. He's one of the top tight ends in the league right now. Can do a multiple things on the field. Run the ball, catch the ball, throw the ball. This guy does everything. I don't understand why Detroit couldn't maximize his talent. And that's what good coaches do. That's what good teams do. They take the players that they have in tow, they take what they have in the fold, and they make the best out of them. They take the best that that player has, and they mold a system or plays or plans or game plans around those players so that they can be successful. Just like in life, that's what great managers and leaders do. They get the most out of the people around them. They surround themselves with talented people, and they put them in a position to be successful, and they get the most out of them. Well, you know, Indianapolis is getting the most out of their team. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. I know the Casey defense is soft at times, and that secondary is dinged up and questionable, and, you know, they give up some points. And I know Kareem Hunt is not a fold, but when you got a guy like a Patrick Mahomes, who's the magician on the field, who can make across-the-body throws, uh, opposite-hand throws, against-the-body throws. The guy just seems to get it done. When you have a Tyreek Hill, who's the fastest guy in the league, and you have the best tight end in the league in a Travis Kelsey, 
you know, you're going to win some games, and I look for them to continue to win, and I think KC's going to win in a narrow one at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City as well in this one. I still think Kansas City, without Kareem Hunt, has the opportunity of making it making it to the Super Bowl. And I, Well, I mean, everybody's got the opportunities in the playoffs right now, but I would venture to say that I would give them the slight edge right now of getting themselves to the Super Bowl. I think the Chargers are going to have something to say about that as well. We'll get to that in just a little bit, but I'm going to go with, with, the, with the Chiefs. You know, I, I feel like the Chiefs have what it takes. I feel like the Chiefs are that team that's dangerous. I don't think that they're out of this one by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that there should be any notion that the Chiefs are not going to be effective. I mean, we look at the Chiefs losing their quarterback, and, and the conversation was, you know, what are they going to do? You know, how without Alex Smith and, and bringing in Pat Mahomes and making that decision to shift, you know, you have to put a lot of eggs in the basket of Pat Mahomes, and you have to trust that he's going to get it done. And that's exactly what Pat Mahomes did and then you lose Kareem Hunt, and you continue to win. You continue to be the number one seed, and you fend off a very, very, very strong Chargers push at the end of the season. So, you know, I think the Chiefs are doing all the right things, and they're staying successful at a time where people thought maybe they dip a little bit. So as much as I like what I'm seeing from the Colts, and as much as I picked the Colts in the last game, I got to go with the Chiefs in this one and, and pick them to win it. Mike, fantasy value, if somebody's out there, you know, putting you know putting something out there in daily and whatnot, what do you think about this game? Well, you know, you definitely want to consider Pat Mahomes, but he might be real expensive. He's definitely been the number one quarterback for most of the season. I think Marlon Mack can be a value for you. I look for him to have a strong game. It's just I don't know that he can carry the team. I like T.Y. Hilton the best. I think he's the best receiver on the field, even above a Tyree kill. And you know what? You can't go wrong with a Kelsey or an Ebron. Kelsey's the number one tight end on my rankings this week, and Ebron's the number two tight end. You know, as far as running backs for Kansas City, you know, Damian Williams is pretty toting a rock. But, you know, I can think of eight other guys who are better than him this week. And, you know, same thing goes with, with the receiver, if you're looking for a secondary receiver, look for Sammy Watkins. Make sure he's healthy enough to take the field, but I look for him to have an impact in the game if he does. Yeah, you know, in this in this game for me, Marlon Mack on, on one side for the Colts and, and Andrew Luck as well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, another person to look to. On the other side of it, you know, and Eric Ebron for the Colts, like you had mentioned, for the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, Definitely the guys that I would feel best about, and uh, Travis Kelsey as well. Cowboys at the Rams, Mike. What do you have for this? The Cowboys are surging at the best possible time. Dak Prescott's doing enough. Ezekiel Elliott's doing what he needs to do. And Jerry Jones, in the irony of football, Jerry Jones will think of himself as a genius because of the fact that Jerry Jones is is in this in this situation. And I, I just I find this so funny that Jerry Jones could be in a place where he could make a decision and not have a number one receiver and get rid of Dez, not fill in that spot, and then have a conversation in the middle of the season with the Raiders, end up with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's putting up Madden numbers, and all of a sudden he looks like he had made the right decision all the time. Jerry Jones will tell you that this was his plan from day zero, but we all know it wasn't. What do you think about the Cowboys? The Rams have the offense. They were the team to beat. They were the team people were watching this season. But the Dallas Cowboys all of a sudden are not a cakewalk, 
and they won the division of the NFC East. So what do you think about them? Yeah, these teams are a lot more similar than they are, you know, not alike. These teams are both home teams in L.A., if you think about it. This could be a split crowd. You know, the Cowboys will have their camp miles away in Oxford. So there are a lot of Cowboy fans at this game, and L.A. is still trying to establish that foothold in that market. You know, the weather should be okay. Both defenses have been playing pretty well. You know, the Rams' defense, they seem to complement each other. Front seven, Aaron Donald, these guys can get after the ball. The secondary plays off that as well, and they're, they're ball hawkers. They go after the ball. But the Cowboys, you know, maybe dinged up a little bit, but their linebackers have been playing well in a, in a Vander Vander Ash and a Jalen Smith. And, you know, it just it's real – it's real interesting to see both defenses playing so well. And you look on the other side of the ball, and you got Gurley and Elliott. Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott, one and two, and two and one the past two years in yards from scrimmage as far as, you know, PPR points or, you know, standard scoring. If you're just running the ball, these guys both seem to get it done. They're both the workhorses of their team. There's a, a difference, though, and that difference is going to be at receiver. I think the Cowboys did well with Amari Cooper, like you pointed out. Jerry Jones is going to think he's the best, you know, the best GM on the planet, even though he's suspect as a GM and owner at best. You know, Robert Woods is a guy who's understated here. Robert Woods is the number two for the Rams, and Woods better than most number number two corners. As a matter of fact, he's better than most number one corners. Usually drawing the number one corner, so you got another number one receiver in my mind, or Robert Woods, who's been playing like a number one. They're going to continue to target him, and that could be the difference. Now, I know Amari Cooper makes everybody else around him better, including a Cole Beasley and including whoever they want to plug and play at tight end, a la Blake Jarwin or or whoever's the next man up here. To me, the obvious thing is going to be the quarterback play. That's what this whole game's going to come down to. So I ask you this. If you had to choose between a Jared Goff and a Dak Prescott, who would you take? Well, this week in this game, as in most games, I would take the Jared Goff here. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game is the quarterback play. Which quarterback is going to make a mistake? Which one's not? Which quarterback is going to lead his team to first downs? Which one is not? You know, both defenses are stout. Both both teams have excellent players all the way around, with the exception of tight end. I think there's a tremendous opportunity here for Jared Goff or Dak Prescott to have a statement game, good or bad. But I think it's going to be Jared Goff, and I think the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah, you know, th- this, is a, this is a really tough one because the Rams started off, like I said, so hot, and then they went down, where the Cowboys – started off like they were going to win four games this season and then they heated up. So, this is this is a you know a lot tougher of a game to choose than what the beginning of the season would have dictated. Like you said, they're in LA. So, you got Rams fans, but this is Hollywood. So, I mean, you you have you have fans from all different teams and when you're in big cities like LA and New York and whatnot, you have Yankee fans everywhere, you have Cowboy fans everywhere. So, there's going to be plenty of Cowboy fans that are going to be at this game. And, you know, I might shock the world when I do this, but I'm picking the Cowboys to win this matchup. I think the Cowboys are going to get the best of the Rams in this one. I think they're surging at the right time. I think that there's something 
there's something going on with the Dallas Cowboys that, you know, with Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott, who I think you should play in this game if you're doing any type of daily fantasy. And then on the other side of it for the Rams, Jared Goff and Dak Prescott are kind of equal to me in this game. But, you know, obviously Todd Gurley, we get to see Ezekiel Elliott go up against Todd Gurley. So if you're playing any type of daily fantasy, both of those guys are worth the play. Robert Woods, not a bad guy as well. But Amari Cooper, I mean, my three favorites to watch in fantasy in this game are Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and, of course, Amari Cooper. And I'm going to pick the Cowboys to squeak this one out. This might be an overtime game, but I got the Cowboys by a field goal. Chargers at the Patriots, Mike, what do you have for this? Yeah, this is the game I'm most excited to see. You know, I I, to, I said last week, and I've said this for a couple weeks, that Baltimore and the Chargers both could make the Super Bowl, and I still kind of feel that way. You know, the Patriots were able to, to get a home field situation here for themselves, and that's going to play – I think it's going to play into the result of this game. You know, it's going to be 25 degrees. I know that's still warm for you there, Dan, but it's going to be 25 <laughs> degrees. There might be some snow. Let's face it, it's the Chargers. They don't play in the snow that often. You know, let's face it, it's the Chargers. They're coming left coast to east coast for the 1 o'clock game. That didn't seem to impact them last week, however, and they stayed with their normal routine and went back to the left coast. They didn't stay east coast like a lot of teams would do, but they seem to know what they're doing on the road. They're 7-1 and one on the road during the regular season. And then, you know, they had that game last week, 8-1 and one on the road. That's huge. But it's the Patriots. They do this. This is what they do. This is when the accelerator hits the floor. This is where the tires meet the pavement for the Patriots. This is where they take off. But you got to wonder. The Chargers have been playing really well. This is an interesting game. You know, you look at the quarterback play for both teams. Phillip Rivers, outstanding, consummate professional, seems to get things done. But he has a hard time beating the Patriots. He's a hard time against Tom Brady. And Lord knows he doesn't see him in the postseason. Tom Brady and the Patriots have all the postseason experience. I give the edge to Tom Brady. You know, you look at the running backs. Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon's an excellent, excellent running back. Running back. Definitely top five. As long as he's healthy and as long as he can take the field. When you look at the other side, they got a dynamic duo for the Patriots and Sony Michelle and James White. These guys, one guy is lightning, one guy is thunder. One guy catches the ball, one guy just runs the ball, whether it's between the tackles or around the outside. Both of these guys are ranked really close, but I think the combination that they have with those two guys is dangerous. Now, I know the Chargers have an Austin Eckler if he's healthy to play. I, I you know, I get it. You know, I, 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 Justin Jackson, I get it. But, you know, I'm talking players that are impactful. And I think the, the biggest impact players on the field for both teams are Melvin Gordon, Sony Michelle, and James White. You know, and then you go to receiver. Receivers where there's some questions as well. You know, I, Julian Edelman, he's the guy that they're going to throw the ball to like every down. Well, that's the same thing at Keenan Allen. But Keenan Allen's more of a deep guy. He's more of a guy that they're going to stretch the field with as well. And then you got to factor in which Williams is going to show up, Tyrell, Mike, which guy's going to show up. Then there's the wild card. The wild card, in my opinion, is not Rob Gronkowski, not the tight end, not the guy that's been a Pro Bowl player for so many years, not the guy who's number four ranked tight end on my rankings this week, but the guy who's the number 
18th ranked tight end, Hunter Henry, back to practicing in full. This guy might be the difference. There's not a lot of tape on him from this year. They don't know what to expect necessarily. Antonio Gates, the 105-year-old guy, has been holding down the fort, and that may be a dynamic duo, seeing both of those guys on the field at the same time. Hunter Henry could be the difference in this game. Unfortunately, I think that's not going to be enough, and I think the Patriots are going to come out with the cold-weather win. Yeah, you know, in this one, I, you know, you would say, and like Mike brought up, I would typically say, you know, if you're going East Coast to West Coast, West Coast to East Coast, you're in some trouble. But the Chargers have found a way to get it done. They found a way to squeak one out. Now, granted, we didn't see the best game by any stretch of the imagination from Lamar Jackson. He had 14 completions to 15 incompletions. So we didn't see him play extremely well by by any imagination that's out there. But what I can say about the Chargers is, you know, they were they obviously were able to get the best of a very good Ravens team, a defense that's gotten better. Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards and everything they've been able to do, they were able to quiet them somewhat running the ball. And the Chargers are going up against the Patriots, and the Patriots are that team that somehow squeaked their way to number two, got their way to a bye. It always seems to work out for the Patriots, but I don't think it's going to work out this time. I think the Patriots' clock is ticking and I think that it is blowing up. I got one L.A. team that's going to move on, and it's not the Rams. It's the Chargers. The Chargers team, like Mike said, almost every single game they played on the road, they've won this season. They have an opportunity to go into New England and show who they are. This Chargers team has one more shot with Phillip Rivers to win a Super Bowl. This is the shot that they have, in my opinion. I don't know if they're going to be able to get back here next year, but I know that they're here right now. I think the Chargers are going to defeat the Patriots. I think that they have the recipe to do it. I think when it comes to Melvin Gordon, as well as Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers, who are all worth putting out there for you, this team is dangerous. And Austin Eckler is one of those guys that can be dangerous like James White on the other side. And you have Sonny Michelle on the other side. So you got two on one, two on the other. And you got Julian Edelman, but you have him going. You got Keenan Allen on the other side of things. And of course, you have Tom Brady, but Tom Brady dink and dunks a lot of things, and nobody talks about it. Where other quarterbacks do it, and it's frowned upon. So I think if you got the arm of Phillip Rivers and the arm of Tom Brady going up against each other, this has a lot of fantasy value on both sides and a lot of reality value with Rivers and Brady, two running backs, and then the Keenan Allen-Julian Edelman situation. I'm giving the edge to the Chargers, and I'm picking them to win this game. Final game, Mike, Eagles at the Saints. The Saints are the team that most people are picking to make it to and win the Super Bowl. The Eagles are a pain in the behind, and they don't seem to go away when it comes to Foles. What's going to happen inside the Dome in New Orleans? Wow, this does look like a repeat of last year almost in the fact that Nick Foles comes in late in the season. Nick Foles leading the team to victories unexpectedly out of nowhere. The Philly team is banged up on the defense. The secondary is abysmal. There's guys that were bagging groceries at the beginning of the year playing defensive back with a chance to go to the Super Bowl right now for Philadelphia. You know, you you take a situation where Nick Foles leads them to the Super Bowl last year, there's no way that can happen. Well, it happened. Then it looks like the same thing is happening this year. There's no way it could happen to Well, it's happening. Well, I'm going to put the brakes on this party, and I'm going to say the party's going to end. I thought the party would end last week, and 
you know, not for a missed field goal, uh, tipped field goal, whatever you want to say, insert Cody Parkey joke here. You know, this is a, a situation where the Eagles are just going to come up short. They're going to be on the road in New Orleans where Drew Brees does not lose. They're going to be indoors, and Drew Brees is going to pick that secondary apart. The only thing that the Eagles can do is get after him and put pressure on him, put enough pressure on him where he doesn't complete the game or that he falters. And I don't see that happening. As a matter of fact, I got Drew Brees as the number two quarterback on my ranking this week. And, you know, you got Alvin Kamara, number three running back, and Mark Ingram's number six running back. So there's a dynamic duo right there for you. Michael Thomas, consummate number one, number one. Although he hasn't shown it every game this year, he's been there when they needed him most. And this is a guy who can get it done and will get it done this week. We'll put up some and then you take the the, the, the situation. You have a guy like Ben Watson or a Josh Hill show up big, but one of those guys, I think it might be a Ben Watson, even though he's probably going to retire here, is probably going to be a dark horse guy for you. Maybe I know what he's thinking about. Maybe that real affordable guy in Dilly for you. On the same side of the ball, they got two great tight ends. They got Zach Ertz and Dallas Coder. And I like the combination of the two, and I like it when they're both on the field at the same time. Alshon Jeffrey seemed to find some magic with Nick Foles and seems to become relevant. And the running back position with a Josh Adams is almost non-existent for Philadelphia right now. That's where they suffer the most, and I think that's what's going to hurt them the most as well, the running and their defensive secondary. I'm looking for Drew Brees in the same win this one big real big yeah i got the saints winning this one as well on the eagle side of things you know you look to you look to your elshon jeffries your zach Ertz, and your nick Foles on the side of it for new orleans you look at drew Brees. you look at uh, you, you know obviously the talent of elvin Kamara as well as mark ingram there's a lot to be had on both of these teams as, as far as you know the talent of fantasy but and you can't really go wrong on either side. But I think the Saints got this one. I think this could be a forty something to a ten. I think this could be a forty. I mean, I honestly think the Saints are going to tell you all, you know, yeah, good for you last year, Philadelphia. Congratulations, but you're playing with the big boys now. And I got the Saints winning this game without too much of an issue. And I, I still think that, I mean, they're my favorite to win the Super Bowl, and it's been that way since before the playoffs started. So that's where I stand with things. Mike, let's go down the line really quick to remind everybody. Uh, last week, you at Colts and Te- just to go, I'm going to say the games and just remind everybody who you had here. Colts at the Texans. Who did you pick out of that one? Yeah, you and I went Colts in that uh, Seahawks Cowboys. What you had in that? I had the Cowboys in that one. Yeah, I had the Seahawks. I came up short in that one. And the Chargers and the Ravens. I thought the Ravens were going to get the best of them. It was a close game. Did you, you know? And, and to remind everybody here, did you feel like the uh, the Chargers were going to squeak it out? No, I really thought the Ravens were going to be the team to win. I thought they were con- going to control the clock and run the ball. And you know, same thing goes for the next. You know the the other game with the with the Bears and the Eagles. I really thought the Bears were going to get the best of the Eagles, and that that field goal made me come up lame. So I had an abysmal week on on picks last week, but we're going to make it up this week. But what was the and I bring it up? You know, what was the most surprising to you 
of of I mean we both picked the Colts over the Texans but what was the the, the most surprising game was it the Eagles and the Bears game or was it the Ravens what, what was the one that because we both were were wrong in the in the Ravens pick and the Bears pick which one surprised you the most I think the Ravens I think just simply because the Ravens played so poorly you know Lamar Jackson with the three fumbles you can't continue to turn the ball over and expect to win now he, he did make a comeback toward the end with two touchdown passes to Michael Crabtree, and he looked good at times running the ball, but it wasn't the productivity we're used to seeing from Lamar Jackson on the ground, and a lot of that had to do with the ball security. And you're not going to win games, whether it's at home, on the road, in the playoffs, when you continually mishandle the football. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, the Bears losing the game, that was a shocker, too being in the position that they were in and, and the thoughts that, you know, if it wasn't going to be the Saints, it would be the Bears to win the Super Bowl. And I thought it was going to be Saints-Bears in the grand scheme of things here when we were looking at the NFC side. So uh, shocking, but it happened. And, you know, the Eagles, that's what it comes down to field goals. You got to make those field goals. And I feel like I'm seeing more missed field goals now than ever before. But with that being said, Mike and I have agreed on the Chiefs. He picked the Rams. I picked the boys. He picked the Patriots. I picked the Chargers. And we both have the Saints. So one one of us has the opportunity of being completely right here. Or, or Mike and I could, you know, I mean, somebody's going to get out of this one alive. But if the Saints and the Chiefs win, then it's up to those two other games with the Cowboys, Rams, and the Chargers, Patriots to decide it for us. Mike, as always, I appreciate having you on the broadcast for fantasy and for reality. And uh, stay warm down there because I know it's tough for the uh, Floridian to have a cool breeze, but I look forward to talking with you soon. All right. Sounds great, Dan. Thanks. Take care. That coming from Mike Sofka, Hall of Fame, FantasyFootball.com once again. And just to let everybody know, Syracuse Stallions, buy your tickets now. They're the number one ranked team in the nation of 143 ABA franchises. The time to get your tickets on this inaugural season is right now. You can go to Syracuse Stallions. Dot com that is Syracuse Stallions.com. Make sure you get in touch with them. The team is 12 and 0, and their next game is coming up here in Syracuse on January 13th. It's this Sunday, January 13th, Almira at Syracuse. So make sure you purchase your tickets now. Syracuse got a bunch of home games in January, and their only road game that they have left in January is in Binghamton, only an hour south from us. So make sure you get your tickets at SyracuseStallions.com. God bless. Be well. We'll be back with you on Friday with the Annoying Moment of the Week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt. Significant sound bites featuring Mike Sugamosto of the Syracuse Stallions at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And in the second hour, we'll be on video and audio. You can watch us on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT with Friday Morning Live FML all coming up. Thank you to Papa Joe and to Mike Sofka for being on the broadcast today. And thank you for tuning in. God bless. Be well. And we'll see you tonight. Bear the cold with us and make your way out to the Home Team Pub on 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool. We will have from 6 to 7, Ryan Blackwell and the Liverpool Warriors boys basketball team. And from 7 to 8, we'll have the Alan Griffin Hour with Syracuse assistant coach and former player Alan Griffin. Both at the Home Team Pub, back-to-back, tonight, January 10th, from 6 to 8 p.m. That's what you're doing. We'll see you out there, and God bless. Talk to you soon. Be safe.